Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Julia Napini, who owns a counseling practice to serve the whole family. And Julia also owns Compassionate Consulting Company, where they help clinicians start, expand, and diversify with their practice. Hey, Julia, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. So can you just expand on that and let us all know you know, a bit more about where your businesses are today and the kind of people that you love working with? Mm, great question. So I love working with people who have an entrepreneurial spirit, who are trained as mental health practitioners, who have an interest in exploring what starting and expanding a business could look like, but also going beyond just the one-to-one counseling session and taking the skills that they have and a desire to help even more people. Nice. So with that, that, that core set of people that you, you think you can really help, and obviously the, the knock-on effect of how they can help so many more people, um, what drove you for this particular area? What is it that you love about it? Well, I think so much of it is that it was my own experience. Everything kind of built off of what came before. So I'm trained as a social worker and I worked in counseling practices myself. I worked with different populations and agencies and nonprofits. I did a lot of different types of social work with many different populations. And Mm -hmm. so I used a lot of the experience that I had in other businesses to really create the type of practice that I would want to work for. And I am passionate about helping other people do the same work culture and um, basically identifying what is the most important thing for them, what are their values and how can they live that every day, not only in their personal life, but in their job. Oh, I love that. That's such a sort of guiding force behind behind every business, every Mm -hmm. business decision and also the person behind it. Once you've got your values, once you've got your mission, um, if you're going off track, you kind of know that, you know, if if trust and honesty is one of your missions and you're about to send an email, you make an excuse or saying something else. Oh, my gosh, it guides you back to you can't do that. You can't <laughs> do that. It's like the bumpers on a bowling alley. So it is. Well, and it can impact every decision that you make. So, you know, financial decisions, hiring team members, taking mm. on clients. When you're clear on all of that, that's the filter that you use to let everything sift through. Yeah, um, one thing Katie loves talking about right now is the pre-decision. Mm-hmm. Having these pre-decisions made. Oh my gosh, it makes life so much easier rather than having to continue to make 
use the, the calories, the brain space, the energy to do the same things or wonder, or yeah, it's, it just helps to guide us. So um, mm-hmm. love that. So with, with your clients, what is it? What's the, what's the main or the, the continuous you know, challenges or beliefs that your clients have that, yeah, you wish, oh, if we could always, always overcome this, it'll make life mm-hmm. a lot easier. What is it that's, that starts, starts them off? there's a lot of self-doubt. So I think even though we can be trained, we have the skills, we have our lived experience. When it comes to business, it can be very daunting. It can be intimidating. It is not necessarily something that we get specific training for in graduate school. Uh, We're not necessarily always numbers people or natural marketers. And so it really is a new skill set. but we are very capable of acquiring these skills. And there are so many professionals out there that we can include in our team and incorporate in our process so that we don't have to do it all. Mm, and that is, that, is a, that is a big step to bring people on, but just to rewind slightly. So, sure. so we're very capable about taking these skills that we're learning or that we, we serve others with. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also very capable of avoiding, right? Mm, we can be. Translation, which means, yes, we all avoid stuff mm-hmm. that's challenging, that brings up this doubt. So even helping people with self-doubts, mm-hmm. you know that you still find it within your clients, within your, your team, within yourself as the business mm-hmm. owner. This doesn't go away easily. No. And it's relatable. I think that it's something that can be very easily normalized. We all can think of examples in our lives where we've been there. And even though on paper or logistically, we should be able to embrace it and totally rock it, knock it out of the park. I think it's a good thing. It shows that it means something to us when we pause and how is this going to go? I want it to go well. I want my message to be received the way I intend it. So I I learned to embrace that and I try to help my clients do the same because ultimately I don't want that to be holding them back from whatever message they have to share with the world or who it is that they want to help. Love that. We were chatting offline earlier about it's integrity, it's the authenticity that matters so much, especially in Mm -hmm. this line of work. Now, so to just look at that, we, your clients, it's so important to understand your journey, to know where you've been from, that you've been through so much of what you have the shared experience, you have the empathy, but also you have the knowledge of what to do going forward. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, let's take your business back to the start. So when mm-hmm. you first started your business, what was it for you that was either, let's, we can talk about the pivotal moments, they're like, oh, damn it, yes, now I have no choice but to start my business. Um, or we can talk about, you know, what what were the challenges that you kind of, that you faced as you first started that almost made you want to quit? Mm. Where do you want to go? I think you touched upon three of my core values in that one statement. So it was integrity, authenticity, empathy. I was not feeling fully recognized or appreciated in the places that I was working for all that I brought to the table and who I was and the quality of work. And I was also struggling to find people on my team or the higher ups that were in line with all of those things. And so I figured what better way than chart my own course. Let me do my own thing, be my own boss and create my own team. So you did. <laughs> you thought, yeah, okay. So, so the only way to solve that problem is I'm, I think that's so many entrepreneur stories. 
there's a better way. There's a hole in the market or they're not doing it in the right way or I don't resonate with this business or company. I want to put my spin, my personality, my, I know there's a better way. Mm-hmm. So you're like, damn it. Here we go. Mm-hmm. So but we- now looking back, I can say that I have so much more appreciation for every experience that led to this. We all start with the best of intentions. We're all doing the best we can at any moment. Those managers, supervisors, leaders, I recognize now that they were just trying to meet the need, the demand. And it can be impo- feel impossible when the plate just continues to get fuller. More yeah. is added. And I, I appreciate that so much more now than I did at the time. Uh, lovely. I'm just going to drop in a principle here from Unforget Yourself that you know, if something seems crazy, it's not. There's just something you don't know. Mm. Holding that principle is true. If any situation, be it a relationship, be it a manager or an employee, if something seems crazy, it's not. There's just some information that you're not aware of. It might be personal. It might be emotional. It might be mental. Whatever it might be, yeah. there's a lot going on there. So that goes straight back into your, your core value, empathy. Mm-hmm. And it is sometimes it's hard to come back into the empathy rather than, but I told them to do this or, but I was given this task to do, therefore... And we make it all about us. So where was your biggest or what's your journey been like as you've become you know, the, the, the business owner, the, the employer, the, the carer of not only your clients, but your, your team and holding that empathy as true because you can't be 100% in line with your values all the time. So I think getting really clear on what they were was important and putting a name to them. So I operate very much on feeling and gut and intuition. And so when you create a team, you have to pull that, put all of that on paper. You have to be able to create these processes and then provide instruction and clear expectation and direction and follow up and systems. And so for me, that was a learning curve because I process through doing, I process through speaking and to then put that in writing and have all of it connect was challenging. But I think something that I'm getting better with in time and also recognizing that other people have so many strengths that they bring to the table and really trying to capitalize on those. I don't have to do it all. I don't have to do it alone. Collaboration, that's another core value of mine, is so integral in, you know, this whole, you can come up with so many more ideas and creativity and ingenuity. When you come together, you have multiple brains, everyone has their own lived experience, different personality types, and it can be a beautiful thing when it's a collective. It takes you so much further. Yeah. But as a solopreneur going into um, being an employer, it's tough because you've gone from wearing every single hat in the business, the fulfiller, the, the marketer, salesperson, creativity, the cleaner, accounts, mm-hmm. all of the things, right? So <laughs> that is a difficult jump to do because um, you know why you got into this business. It's mm-hmm. the empathy. It's the care. It's, it's the trait that so many entrepreneurs have of uh, people pleasing. And that means something different to a lot of people. That's mm-hmm. a big statement. But that sort of tendency, we spoke about before, you you had that. That was your desire. That was your drive coming from the best place. So what was the best hires for you early on that allowed you to 
expand and to grow, regardless of the challenges that it brought? Mm -hmm. So I think the best hires were those who were willing to learn, be open, communicate, and welcomed feedback because then we were able to evolve together. I could really identify what it was they were looking for in being a part of Compassionate Counseling Company and do what I could to provide those opportunities, make sure that they were getting enough support, enough opportunity, enough direction. Like anything, it's all about relationships and creating this culture and this dynamic where people can truly be themselves and not be afraid to be honest. So not only am I embodying those traits, but I have to provide an environment where those individuals that work for me and with me can do the same. It can't just be one-sided. Okay. So you said one core thing there about your team. You you well you want them to welcome feedback. Mm-hmm. You want them to take it on and and not be scared and, and terrified, but be able to utilize that. So I'm gonna flip that around to you. How mm-hmm. hard is it for you <laughs> to be taking on feedback from, from your team? Oh, that's such a great question. So I don't know if you're familiar with the Enneagram, but I am a type one. So I am a reformer perfectionist. So I am naturally someone who is a rule follower. I wanna make the world a better place. I really struggle with, people that aren't doing things quote unquote right. And I have had to learn that my right is not everyone else's right. So one of the biggest things that is a struggle for me is not accepting personal responsibility and accountability. And so if I found myself getting frustrated with others who were not doing that, then I ultimately had to bring it back to me because that is all that I can ultimately control. And I had to be someone who could admit when I'm wrong, when I've made a mistake, when I could have done better, when I might have said or done something that did impact someone. And do I have to ultimately own that outcome? I think it depends on the circumstance, but I had to practice what I preach and do all of the things that I'm encouraging them to do. And vulnerability leads to more vulnerability. So if I was open and honest, I found that others were more likely to do the same And it could be an incredible learning experience if they were open to it. There were also others that were not. And that was particularly challenging because if I was ultimately doing everything that I was taught to do and what the books say about engaging in healthy relationships and the other person was not necessarily there, then I had to work on accepting that and being okay with that too. Oh, I hear you. Now that is one thing saying that the book says this, the advice says this, it is Whilst, yeah, it, it, it can be, all this information can be so useful and all these tools and tactics of what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. But my bugbear with that is it's on its own, it's incomplete. It doesn't take into the duality of not only your thoughts and emotions, but the other person mm-hmm. who, here's the thing I was talking with a, a client yesterday. It's about what side of the table you're on. So with that, using a book against the person, against, with, I don't mm-hmm. use it, with the person on the other side of the table. If we can all just, and it sounds like from what you said, you've had to work on empathy. It didn't come naturally because that trigger of, but they're not doing it right. So it is that it is core value, but it's one that has to be continuously brought back into the forefront of your mind, Mm -hmm. Um, which is again, congratulations, you're human, nice. (laughs) But if we can 
move that person around and realize, hold on, we're both on the same side of the table facing this challenge opposite us. That shift to be able to get more empathy and get more understanding with the person. The textbook says do this. The textbook did not say, but here's the, the parameters. Here are the, here's the nuances. That's it, nuance. Mm -hmm. That's what's missing. Mm. Um, so I guess you, you found that throughout as you brought on the wrong people, the right people, that nuance. Talk about that. Well, and I also, what I'm thinking about is my work as a couples counselor. So I think that's an example that we can all relate to when you're in maybe a romantic relationship where the stakes are really high and you're obviously investing a lot and you really want it to work. And when these two individuals would come into this room with you as this neutral and they just want the other person to see their side and almost acknowledge that they were right. And I think that is such a parallel for every relationship in life, professional, family relationship. It is not about being right. It is ultimately about if it is your truth and if it is how you truly see the world, you want the other person to understand that that is where you're coming from but then you also respect that it is okay for them to have a different viewpoint. You can respect each other. You can hear each other out. You can try to understand, but at the end of the day, you don't have to walk away in agreement. And that is really tough because especially when emotions are involved, when you're triggered, when you feel the need to get protective, it can be really hard to get people to that place. And I think that can happen in all relationships. Yeah. I beautifully put that is so well put it's so true we we all whether it's a business owner or a romantic partner or a parent or a friend or even a goddamn stranger we all want to be seen <laughs> yes. we, we just want to be seen and if we're not seen we lose that validation mm -hmm. so you beautifully help people to understand how to see the other person mm. and therefore how to be seen themselves Right. Well, and I think a lot of it can be if you have enough respect for yourself at the outset and then ultimately respect for this other person, you can almost sacrifice in the moment and allow them to have that moment to explain. Make sure you fully understand before you make your argument, before you give your position. And it is such a beautiful thing when you do, but it is one of the hardest things for someone to do, especially when they haven't always been validated or heard or understood before. I mean, that's pure vulnerability right there. Yeah, I mean, there's there's ways of practicing this. And just before you have to do the, the big, amazing, biggest one that you've ever had to do. I mean, we call this principle, yeah, throwing yourself under the bus. <laughs> it's something that's so, you, you can do it. It's been able to give the reason why you're at fault or, or this, or you, you may not fully believe it, but it gives the other person that validation mm -hmm. and why you take a little bit of blame to start with oh yeah it's totally my fault I, da, 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 da. and then you can open a conversation because now you've just you've given them something and then you get to give and receive and the flow starts to open up yeah um, but but that, that, that whole process about being seen um it comes back to I, I truly believe that what we teach what we search for is the things that we actually need the most and that you help so many people with being seen mm -hmm. as you've grown through your business. Mm -hmm. You're still trying to see the find that appreciation for what you do, how you did it, where things are mm -hmm. going. So it's on a completely different level and a different 
category, but that need for being seen and having that appreciation, it doesn't go away. No, it does not. And I think this is where a lot of our childhood stuff can come in. This is where a lot of our early experiences can come in. And that's why I love narrative therapy so much, because it's what are the stories that you've told yourself based on those early experiences? And do they still serve you? And that we have the power to meet our own needs. We have the power to tell ourselves and be for ourselves what it was that we maybe did not get from other people. And I think it can be a beautiful healing process, but man, it can also be painful. <laughs> Love that. So true. Mm-hmm. So where, where is it for you right now? Where mm-hmm. is it that, that you could admit that, yeah, this is, this is the key for me. Is it the vulnerability? Is it the, um, the appreciation? What is it for you that you're continuing to work on as you grow your business? Mm-hmm. Being enough, recognizing that what I am doing is enough, is more than enough. If I am ultimately in alignment with who I am and what I stand for, then that can be and should be enough. And even though there might be those messages in our head that keep fueling you, do more, be more, accomplish more. um, I think a lot of it is just kind of like sitting and pausing and reflecting and acknowledging and appreciating I can do all of those things for myself. And then if you ultimately get that from an external force, it's a bonus. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. But Mm -hmm. it's it's one of our human needs. We need that validation. We're looking Mm -hmm. for this in different ways. Um, Do you find yourself, do you should all over yourself? Oh, for sure. Yep. I go down that road a lot, but I have some incredible people in my life who help me to shift that in another direction. Because I I know that that doesn't ultimately get us where we want to be. We end up feeling worse Mm -hmm. and it is not propelling us forward. So I don't sit in that space as long as I used to. Yeah. And one thing you just said that you, you, logically, you know, all this stuff, logically, you know, everything you've got an answer for everything. You can validate and justify and deflect away from, yeah, there's this, but I know this and there's that. And Mm -hmm. yeah, but I, I understand this. But as a human going through this experience, even with the profession that you have, even with the business that you have, you're finding you've unlocked the next level. Mm. So do you know why it is that you're still feeling this or why it's appearing? Because all these challenges, mm. you thought you dealt with it, but it comes back in with like a false mustache right. and fake glasses. It's like, yes. I'm, I'm not the same problem that you had at, the, at level 20. This, mm-hmm. is, this is completely new, right? So right. can you see the, the link between what it is at this point to what you've already overcome? Hmm. So it's a process. I think that there are moments of clarity for sure, but I think what you're speaking to is why it's so challenging. I had this false sense that I would like get to this finish line and feel victorious and I've got this down and everything is figured out and that's not how life works. And that's been a harsh reality, but I think once I've accepted that, then I can have more realistic expectations for myself and for other people. It's called a journey for a reason. We get more of what we pay attention to. So I'm also recognizing that for me, these are themes because this is a focal point for me. And so I try to get myself unstuck and look at the bigger picture. And like I said, the people that I have in my circle and there are certain go-to books and podcasts. And, you know, I, I try to get myself out of that space when I start going down that road. So, but it's also similar themes, 
But think about the way our lives work. It's different phases, different decades, different relationships, different accomplishments. So it's the same lessons, but in a vastly different environment. And yeah, I think we continue to be challenged over and over again, but I'm not looking to get to the finish line anymore. It's like, I'm much more likely to look around and who's cheering me on and how does the sun feel? And, you know, how am I doing today in this moment? Then where I'm going to land. I actually don't know. And that's the first time I can say that in my life and it's okay. <laughs> nice. What's next? That is a beautiful way to be looking mm-hmm. at this rather than, you know, I've got the business, I've got the relationships, I've got the, the employees, everything's set up. Where's, where are the fireworks and, and streamers and celebrations? <laughs> that would be boring. It's- they're there, but they're these little moments. And sometimes it feels like fireworks. And sometimes you would miss them if you weren't looking for them. And I think it's, I pay attention more. I'm a little bit more in tune. And my checkpoints are very different now than they were. I'm not looking for the fireworks. And when they happen, I am blown away and I sit and I am in awe and I relish in it. But I don't expect that every day. <laughs> All right. So so looking forward, we are blazing through 2023 at a rate of knots right now. Where is your focus for, for this year? What are you looking towards? Because I know yeah. you said you haven't got the clarity of exactly where yeah. this iteration is going, but where are you going towards? What yeah. is it for you at this, this midpoint? So I think the reason why I don't have a clear cut what's next is because I am truly embracing where I am at. So with the counseling practice, we have a rock star team. We have a leadership team. We have um, virtual assistant and a biller and a human resource consultant. Like it's really about enjoying that, helping as many people as we can, and really just embracing all that that is. With consulting, it is work that I am genuinely passionate about and that I love and I feel is such a gift. If I can be a part of anyone's journey and I can share something that they may have never found if I didn't share it or they can achieve success faster as a result, what a beautiful thing. And then I started my own podcast within the last month and we were talking about this before we started recording that it is such an incredible platform to connect on a deeper level with so much more authenticity. These conversations, the fact that we're just meeting and we've covered so much ground and there are things I can share and I've learned more about your business. That is something to me that is so mind blowing and I am so grateful for it. So those are my three main focal points career-wise right now. Awesome. And with those different focal points your your work is changing you mentioned you love being involved with people and helping them to make changes even one small change can have a huge knock-on effect directly or indirectly to people Mm -hmm. around them but through this your your role is changing so you may not be as hands-on you bring in more people into your business it's going to evolve so it's the evolution of of self of Mm -hmm. your identity within your business for this that we see with this next iteration this is um, a challenge that can so easily be sort of avoided and I don't want to look at that or and then it hits home very quickly or it's just acknowledging it's going to be tough what how do I cope with this new version of me because I still want to be doing that stuff 
you are just now indirectly through your team so okay. I think it's that journey that is is going to be a beautiful challenging mm. thing right mm -hmm. yeah you're making me think of identity I think that I'm really kind of reshaping what identity means so I guess I could say that I'm a retired therapist or on my way to retiring I've transitioned my caseload to other clinicians and I only have a select few clients and they're phasing out. Um, and then, yeah, I think relying more on this team and trying to support them, but also encourage them to take more of a leadership role and exploring other ventures, which, yeah, it's, it's less hands-on, but it is still so important for me to be a presence and to be, um, involved so yeah I'm, I'm working on that piece right now and and to not lose yourself through this as you evolve as a person because we all change mm -hmm. but to mm -hmm. not lose the essence of who you are as right. your role changes your responsibilities change your the way you help people change so mm -hmm. yeah what's next that's that's what it's all about love yeah. that <laughs> hey Julia thank you so so much for guesting on the podcast for sharing your story what you're going through and being so authentic with it it's been it's been an absolute mm. pleasure likewise i appreciate the work that you both do and providing this platform for guests like myself but also for the listeners and helping people to get back in touch with who they are and what truly matters so thank you you're welcome um, if people want to work out or see more about you and find out your practice, where can they find you online? They can listen in to the Compassionate Climb podcast. I release new episodes every Friday. And Compassionate Consulting Company is where I'm helping the clinicians start, expand, and diversify their own practices. And Compassionate Counseling is where we're doing some incredible work with the community that we serve in Massachusetts and Rhode Island. Super stuff. Everyone, please go and listen check it out and uh, enjoy. Julia, thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Hmm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. <laughs>